Welcome back to a freshly squeezed episode of the Flowscape podcast. With me today is Spencer Brown, and with us today is a very special guest that we will just go ahead and introduce right now so we can get into this great interview. Ladies and gentlemen, founded in 2013 by Waterloo University engineering student Jeff Azolin, based out of Toronto, Canada, bringing to the hockey world and changing the game with their patented Flex Force Advantage technology. We've all seen the coveted Golden Blades Brent Burns was rocking during this year's NHL playoffs. Welcome to the podcast, Blade Tech CEO, Anthony Mora. Fella, how are we doing today? Yo, awesome, awesome introduction. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Thanks for thanks for having us. Very accurate. Uh, and uh, dude, guys, I'm excited to be here. It'll be fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, first, I just I just want to ask you, you know, um, where where did you grow up? Um, and, and based on that, how did the game of hockey kind of become a part of your life? Yeah, great question. I grew up in Scarborough, uh, east side of Toronto, basically Toronto, the, the greater Toronto area and grew up playing. I was predominantly a two sport athlete, uh, was, I was a much better soccer player than hockey player, but soccer in the summer growing up, uh, played with a lot of guys who ended up playing pro in Europe and things like that. And then. Uh, but winter came around and living in Toronto, you got love the, the great Leafs teams of the early 90s and early 2000s. So we had a couple of great, uh, great runs there. And uh, the city breathes and bleeds hockey. So you have to be a hockey fan no matter what sports, other sports you play. And uh, so I actually was a late bloomer. I started, I couldn't even skate when I was eight years old. So, uh, my neighbors had an ice rink in the backyard, learned there. And two years after starting skating, uh, I was a pretty good athlete. So I was, uh, I led the league in scoring the second year I played hockey, uh, house league, obviously. But, you know, um, I picked it up really quick and, and just loved it, loved all the aspects of it. So it's always been a part of my life. I've always played um, as well as played soccer. So love that. And then, you know, played in university. Actually, some of my closest friends from school our guys that I played hockey with uh, and girls I played hockey with that we had like goalies and stuff too, that were, that were phenomenal. And uh, these are the, some of the tightest relationships I have still to this day is through hockey. So that that's been a big part of my life. Uh, and then obviously meeting Jeff who invented this great technology and running a hockey company was, was more or better than anything I could have hoped for. Um, you know, when studying business and doing all my career stuff. So that uh, hockey has always been intertwined and, and, you know, running a hockey business here in Toronto um, is so many opportunities and so many things uh, to learn. And we're still, you know, we're eight years in uh, going on, well, actually closer to 10 years and uh, uh, in business. And uh, it just, I'm, I'm just feel like I'm starting to scratch the surface of what we're learning for hockey uh, here in Toronto and North America and Europe and, and, Asia where it's starting to grow as well too. Yeah, no, I just like recently um heard of you guys this year. Um but but that was going to be my next question. How did you and Jeff, how did you guys meet? How did you guys hook up? Um how did Blade Tech um kind of come full circle um with you two kind of being the at the at the head of it? Yeah, Jeff, this was a school project for him. So really really cool story to come from a school project something he did as a fourth year mechanical engineering student. Um, they kind of had like this open course called capstone project. And it's basically like, look at the world and make any design something to make something better. Like that's how broad the instructions were. 
So Jeff being an avid hockey player looked at hockey equipment and specifically hockey skates. You know, for example, there's skates from a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars and every hundred dollar increment, you're getting a better skate. But when he looked at it closely, he was like, no, you're getting a better boot. The holder and the blade were exactly the same on the hundred dollar skate and the thousand dollar skate. So it's like, is there anything in this relationship here that I could do to make, to actually add value and make players faster? That was the driving question. That's always been our driving question is how do we actually add value to hockey players through equipment? So uh, he invented this thing. The original blade tech was actually a spring loaded holder. So he put a metal spring in the front part of the, of the holder to make the blade move up and down. Um, we've since reiterated that and, and created a flexible blade. So there's no other pieces. It's just the blade. And, um, and so I met him, he was at a university of Toronto, a sports and business conference. So just like this conference, we invite people from TSN, from, you know, the Raptors, the Leafs, um, you know, all the MLSE sports here in Toronto, um, people in industry and in radio and media and that kind of stuff. So people, it's mostly students looking for jobs in the, in the sports industry. And so I walk out of this thing and he's in the, the foyer talking to all these students with this, you know, with a prototype and the springs and, and his business card. And so I took his business card. I actually didn't even talk to him. He doesn't know this <laughs> or he knows this now, but he, I saw him, I listened to his pitch a little bit. He was pitching these students and then I left. Uh, with his business card. I emailed him the next day and said, Hey, my name's Anthony. Uh, here's my background. I had background in small businesses. I have, you know, I had a, a business degree. I was going to get a, an MBA, a master's in business uh, that year. And I said, I think I can help you grow this company and, and create something out of this. And we emailed back and forth for like seven, eight months. Cause I was actually in San Francisco and uh, came back and we just kind of just started doing this and we've been doing it as a side business for many, many years uh, until about middle of 2020, we started hitting record sales every month, every month for 14 months in a row. Um, and we're like, Oh, we're now we're, you know, it's more than just fun. Like we're making money, <laughs> um, which is great. So we've been both doing it full time for the better part of uh, two, two and a half years. That's, that's awesome. And I think that's funny. Um, how people don't realize in life, like maybe you would have walked out of there 30 minutes later and he may not have been giving that speech standing right, right there or 30 minutes sooner and he may not have been standing there, but you just walk out and you happen to walk by this guy at the right time and what he's talking about actually happens to pique your interest. I mean, you could have been walking by anybody talking about anything, um, but it just happens to be something that your mind and, and you were passionate about and, and kind of grew up in the world in. Um, like you said, being based in, in Canada. Um, so that's just funny how life kind of, kind of will, if, as long as you stay with it and you have a right mindset, I think that's a prime example of life will lead you to the correct opportunities. You have to be the one to jump on the opportunity as in you have to be the one to grab that business card and you have to be the one to send that email the next day. Um, so I think that's a great yeah. li little life lesson for everybody out there who's just trying to grind and, and do their own thing, especially for me and Spencer in this podcast. Um, like, like me, like reaching out to you, you know, I, I just went out uh, on a limb and sent you a DM, um, and said, Hey, would, you know, if you'd ever be interested in an interview, we, we'd love to have you on. And, and we're, we're a couple, you know, we, we played ACHA college hockey and I played some semi-pro and I play in the Israeli league, but you know, we're not former NHLers. So it, you know, it was just, 
it's just me networking and reaching out just just like you did for that. So that's that's an amazing little little story there. Um, Spencer, I know you had a, a question. Yeah, well, first off, I love how eight years old is a late bloomer in Canada. I feel like, like in the U.S., that's when like that's way early for kids to get on the ice. So I love that eight years old is considered a late bloomer. That that really made me laugh. So did uh, I actually it's had true, a two part question? So did he? I know this was a business project, but did he have a sports science background in it at all? So no, it was. Um, so he was in mechanical engineering. Like that was his gotcha. program. So it's really it was a mechanical engineering project, and most. When you think of mechanical engineering, you think of, you know, um, you know, building cars, building planes, making them more, all the engineering and the things that are very heavy mechanically and, and things like that. But it's really, it's really design. It's from a design perspective is, is, and he chose again, being an avid hockey player and really came down to, um, you know, as you get older, your parents are like, stop buying your equipment. So you got to buy your equipment. So then you actually start paying attention. (laughs) And be like, okay, well, what am I spending my money on, and is it really worth it? And you kind of look at this, at this skate mark, and realize, well, no, these skates are not worth, you know, an extra hundred bucks here, an extra hundred bucks there for like better rivets or wax laces yeah. instead of of non wax. Like the, the 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 value, there was no real value add for charging an extra hundred bucks a, a level of skate. So, uh, so that's so that's where he he looked at the mechanics of, so really the mechanics, the human mechanics of skating. And then how skates were built and, and figuring out like, well, there's gotta be a better, there's gotta be a better way. Um, and then really looking at, at, at things like the clap skate and speed skating, which again, introduced the mechanics mm-hmm. to, to skating and speed skating has been the similar for many, many years. And then they introduced the clap skate and every long track speed skating record was broken. The first competition that they were allowed to be used. And that's literally like, uh, okay. that is a technology working immediately like for you so really really cool uh application of of that kind of technology and retrofitting it to work specifically for hockey skating because hockey skating is very different right you have to move in you're moving in in different directions all the time so most of your blade actually should be fixed um it's just when you're accelerating and and you guys know this from your experience so um so yeah that's that's so that he really built it from a mechanical design perspective um but obviously the real world application of it is 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 great and then um and i'm the business side so i saw this as a great you know i think this can fly in the in the hockey world um you know let's give it a shot awesome and so where and when did you guys kind of make the switch into the the custom colored personalization uh you know steel part of it yeah so that was cool so in getting into the hockey industry from a business perspective, like him and I, you know, we played competitive hockey growing up, but not like, not like super high level. We were never doing, you know, major junior. We were never on any sort of NHL path. Him and I just loved playing hockey. So really coming at it from outsider perspective, like we really were outsiders. Like I knew a couple NHL guys, but like mm-hmm. through other people. And uh, we looked at the industry and again, from a design perspective, from a customization perspective, a lot of equipment was really limited, limited in what you could do. And is like, you have to buy everything. Everything's pretty much black. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's yep. hockey equipment, right? If you had a couple words to design a hockey or to describe hockey equipment, black would probably be oh, yeah, easily that you use. <laughs> unless it's, unless it's roller hockey, you're hundred percent correct. Yeah. So roller, there's other things. And again, 
other markets where that's more affluent, like southern, you know, southern states and stuff is where roller is a lot more popular because ice is just not nothing freezes over there. You're not skating on ice <laughs> outside. So the only ice is in the drinks. Um, so then there, you know, there's a lot more color and, and even, you know, basketball went through this in the, in the seventies and eighties. If, if you saw the, 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 uh, the movie yep. air where they, they talked about uh, sneakers had to be 51% white or you got fined by the NBA. It's like, imagine that now, like the ridiculous. Yeah. So I think hockey is still, and if you look at the NHL, it's still very much there. Like they just started having um, Jersey and advertisements on jerseys and helmets. And, um, but again, predominantly skates are black and, uh, and the same. So we wanted something to, you know, the technology really worked. The quality of the steel was really good, but we wanted something to really stand out and, and set us apart from not only other blade companies or other skate companies, but other companies in general, in terms of, you can go to our website and you can fully customize your piece of steel. Like that's not, even when you're looking at sticks and other things that other companies are doing, you can customize features of it, but not fully, yeah. not fully. So this is what we wanted to do. We're like, well, if we're going to do this, um, let's make it as kind of, let's give people as much freedom as we can and let them use their imagination. So and we really believe and we kind of wanted to be a driving force of the part of hockey was always about fitting in. Um, we want to make it about standing out now and being an individual part of a team for sure. It doesn't take away from being the team aspect of it yeah. because that's great, but really being able to express yourself as part of a team. And this is, it, it's slowly happening in hockey. Um, but we're, we're really trying to drive that as much as possible with our little piece of, yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I play in that, uh, Israeli league. Um, and so before I ask you about that, I, um, I've got some, I placed an order for, for some, for some custom, custom steel. So, um, I, I'm pumped to, to get those and, and, and rock those, uh, during the season this summer. I, I'm getting ready to leave here in three weeks. So that's kind of my next question is, uh, how did you guys get involved with that particular league? Because it's not a very big league. Um, even though right. there are, are a lot of really, really good hockey players that come over there and play during the summer how do you get involved with a league like that um how, how do you get in, how do you get in, involved with any of these leagues where we see blade tech um being used great question um some of the leagues we we research and discover and, and reach out to for sure um for example we're sponsoring a bunch of summer pro leagues this year which is guys that are at their hometown or home state uh in the off season and they're training and some people have organized leagues that these guys play in once a week just to get a competitive skate in so the beauty league is is the most yep. popular one yeah. in, in minneapolis st paul area there's one um, in florida too correct a, a newer one so in florida flow, yep so flow three on three three v three these are th uh three college guys started that they're still in college they're still playing oh, wow. three one um so really impressive what they've been able to do and there's a ton of nhl players that live and stay in in florida because why wouldn't you um so it's it's so we're part of we're part of that league this year um and there's a new one happening in columbus ohio called cap city actually our, our uh we are sponsoring a full team like we're there's going to be a team blade tech team oh in awesome the that's awesome we we just finished a jersey design yesterday and they should be dropping today like you'll see that i i just again design i want to do everything different and everything yeah, awesome. yeah. so i'm not going to tell you what it is you guys can just everyone can look at it if you're so okay, cool. Podcast, love that look at cap cities 
Um, and I just like, I just want it to be dope. That's a, yeah. I just want to do dope yeah, yeah. that people are like, look at him like, Oh, I want that. So, so a lot of these ones we research or we've heard through NHL players that we work with, they're like, Oh, have you heard of this league? Have you heard of this skate? Um, the Israeli one was, um, uh, John who runs the Tel Aviv, uh, who runs a pro shop in Tel Aviv reached out to us and he's been our customer for actually almost over a year. Uh, buying blades for his shop and stuff like that. So we've been supplying him and uh, he's kind of just through him. We, we've kind of worked with the league and, and discovered hockey in Israel, which we never imagined. Yeah. And that's John. <laughs> that's happening. John with, with uh, pro edges, correct? Pro edges. Yeah. yeah. So his, his, his pro edges, they actually sponsor my Halone Vipers team. Um, they're our main sponsor over there. So he's actually our main, our team's main equipment guy over. He is the absolute man. I mean, he do, it doesn't get it doesn't get much better over there. Um, and he was a big sort of mentor to me last season with my first season being over there. I've grown up playing North American hockey, rough, mm-hmm. tough. You know, um, I'm I'm hitting you two seconds after after you get rid of the puck. You know, if if you want to talk, that's fine. But my glove's gonna come off, and you're gonna be eating punches. Um, so it really took a little bit for me to get used to the style of play over there, which is a it's a summer league. Calm down a little bit. B these these guys over here and a lot of the guys that they come over are playing in Europe and they're not used to, you know, it's, it's a, a completely different style of game. So he was kind of a really big mentor to me and kind of shaping my game to where I could still be me. But I also was, was contributing in a different way and not being, not riding the edge so much. And he did it in a short amount of time. I mean, that, that league is we play 14 games in seven weeks. So it's boom, boom, wow. boom, boom, boom. Um, so yeah, no, I, I love, I love John. He's, he's awesome. Um, so, uh, that's, that's instrumental for him and, and you guys to, and like you said, hockey in Israel, right. Um, but there's guys that come over with 600 AHL games. Um, guys that play, yeah. Guys that play in over there in the Britain league, um, France too. All, all, there's a lot of really, really good hockey players that, like you said, is similar to Florida who wouldn't want to go play hockey and spend seven weeks in Tel Aviv? You know, it's, it's, a, sure. it's, it's a pretty easy sell. Um, so yeah. um, I, I think that's going to be huge, um, not only for that league and leagues like it, um, but huge for you guys too, um, being, you know, being a part of that. Um, so I, I appreciate it. Um, I know the league, I'm sure the league does as well. So. Yeah, no, for us is, is really part of what we're doing as well is again, not only creating the best technology and having it, uh, you know, having the best blades, uh, blade quality. So we want really want some value added to to every individual that buys blade tech, but making sure that that's available no matter where you're playing. Um, we've got guy, we've got a, a really good partner in Japan. That's this guy from Buffalo who's just lived in Japan for like 27 years. You know, married Japanese wife and uh, runs a pro shop there, and and so basically supplies. They have a league of like five teams and supplies all of them and. Um, so these guys order from us a few times a month and we sending, sending packages globally. Um, we've sold blades to somebody in Maracal, which I didn't even know where the hell that was. <laughs> um, but it's, it's I'm like, where are these people finding ice? Like, where is there rinks in these places? Uh, China has been a huge, huge thing, which I'm, I'm trying to get, it's kind of enclosed its own thing, but trying to get into there and, and really it's so it's supporting hockey and elite elite players wherever they're playing and wherever trying to trying to come to them um because we know just in general another thing we've seen in the industry is that it's sometimes it's hard to get equipment um so we wanted to make that easy 
especially in the mo- already most probably expensive sport um, there is for a, a, a kid's Easily. play. Uh, I mean, you just Easily. just to get just to get into it, you need two thousand dollars just for you know just for basic basic equipment. Um, doesn't include. I mean, people don't. I especially you know it's a lot different in Canada and, and up north. I'd assume you know down here, I coach a select uh, select team down here. Um, it's, it's almost $7,000 to play for us for the season. Um, and that doesn't include your travel. That is, that is 75% you're paying for ice time. Um, so that is, you know, you guys coming to them and and you guys trying to make it affordable and accessible to everyone across the world, um, I think is, is amazing and is going to do great things for the game. And, And that's kind of the whole point behind leagues like that Israeli league is, to why can't there be an Israeli national NHL player? You know, why can't there be sure. more Japanese NHL or just high level professionals? Why, you know what I mean? I, and I think, I think it's going to take guys like you and companies like blade tech to, to really in leagues like that Israeli league and smaller leagues like that to really say, Hey, no, this, if we start this at the grassroots level, we can really, really help a, a not us, the next generation, you know, football players in 1976 didn't get paid millions and millions of dollars, but they paved the way and set up for these generations now to be able to do that. And I think that's something that the game gave us so much. I think it's important that regardless of what we get out of it personally, financially, or whatever it is, we, we need to try to give back as much as we can. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, there's great examples of that. Austin Matthews is a completely a result of a, a hockey team bearing Arizona, or else he would have played. That guy should have been a baseball yeah. player. Baseball, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not football. I couldn't see him playing football, but baseball for yeah. sure. Um, like that's for sure. And and even um, all the nil stuff happening with the NCAA and and college athletes. Like we are going to have multi million dollar eighteen year olds. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, which could, which is a good or bad, which is a good or bad thing. There's definitely yeah. cons to that, for sure. Oh, hundred percent. But you're not, you know, you're not. But schools and and, and other people were making were making multi million dollars, you know, tens of millions of dollars on on student athletes. So um, there's all these things are paving the way, and and definitely again, we're here. You know, Blade Tech's going to operate for however long it's going to operate. Hopefully, a very long time, but. You know, we, we do what we can with 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 what we're given and, and the opportunities that we have to make to make a difference and to make uh, things better. And, um, you know, unfortunately, not all companies are behaving like that or, or actively doing that. And it's it's frustrating because you almost like work. It's almost like they're working against you instead of with you. And, and it would be more beneficial to the hockey community to work together. Oh, it should be, it should a hundred percent be more of a round table with these, with these companies on, on how can, you know, um, Jerry, help me help you, Jerry, show me the money, Jerry, you know, just, you know, um, you know, just just work, yeah, work, work to work together. Spencer, I know you had a a specific question about Bernsey there. Yeah, that was my last question. You know, your big viral moment that came up was Bernsey coming out and jumping around in your guys' steel and kind of turning some heads. So I just kind of where that partnership came from, who approached who and kind of how that all went down. Funny. I, uh, I FaceTimed him yesterday. He's he's such a nice guy. Like, here we are talking like this. He's exactly like that. He can he can talk like you just talk to him um, really easy. So anyway, we partnered a few years ago. We had partnered uh, one of our big partnerships is like hockey coaches 
and hockey schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like people running camps and that stuff, um, really to get out to the youth and to the hockey community through these guys. So, um, uh, there's a camp that Bernsey is kind of, he's not running cause he's not really there all the time, but he's part of, or, or, you know, his partners run it. It's called coast to coast and it is in San Antonio, okay. Texas, uh, where Bernsey yeah, yeah, does I've, have like a huge ranch and stuff. Yeah. I'm based out of that. So I know all about, I know I'm based out of that. Oh, so yep, yeah. Yep, so I know all about, and I see him, I've seen him, you know, he's, he's still good, really good buddies with Pavelski. So they're at the, at the, uh, star centers yeah. down here all the time. So you can't, uh, you can't miss him, man. When you see him, first of all, he's, he's a monster, but like that, that beard and that toothless smile, like there's nothing, no one like him. So anyway, um, years, we've been partnering with these guys, sent them down blades. I've sent down Bernsey blades to try. He's really, really particular. Um, but then he came over to, to Carolina and was having some issues with blades and sharpening and all this stuff. So I get a text message from my partner down there in San Antonio. He goes, hey, uh, Bernsey's interested in blades. Can I give him your phone number? I was like, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> duh. Yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah. So he does. And then half an hour later, I'm getting my phone starts ringing. It's the weird ring. I'm like, he's FaceTiming <laughs> me. <laughs> so I answer. I'm like, oh, and he's talking. It was um, it was All-Star weekend. Okay. So he yep. wasn't at All-Star game. He was at home at his ranch. Yeah. yeah. So he's outside. I actually took <laughs> he's going to hate me that I did this. But I took a I took a screenshot. Yeah, I was like, zebra behind him. Life in the background. Uh, oh, yeah, so he's on his ranch. He's outside. Okay, so great. That's, That's so great. Okay, I'm just sitting. So I was like, I gotta take a picture of it. Uh, for, the, for those so who can't see, me. it's it's Bernsey in full camo, a camo hat, full camo, camo hat, shirt, toothless beard out. He's got even a bra- like bracelet oh or my God. yeah, he's got an armband. Yeah. He's got a camo armband. That's him, man. That's just that's him. a professional you hockey know, player. Who you see is who you get. He is the same. If he wasn't hard, he'd be professional, like Hunter, whatever. He's he's unbelievable. So he called. We end up talking for 45 minutes about blades and about sharpening and profiling. Like, he was so curious. He asked really good questions. And he was, like, genuinely interested. And at the end of it, I'm like, okay, Bernsey, like, let's get you set up. I'll send you a couple sets. You know, you can try them the few practices you have before the league restarts. Um, so timing and stuff was just really good. And he... We sent them the gold ones. Um, he actually sent, this was his idea, by the way. He sent the video. He's like, I want to send a video to you guys to say thanks. And I was like, well, you got to address it to like my staff. So we got a few staff members at work and they're actually doing the blades and the sharpening and, and laser engraving in the shop. I'm like, they will lose their shit if you like direct the video to them. So he did that. He's unbelievable. And and basically since then he's he's felt we've dialed them in we tried a few different things and and he absolutely loved them um i mean he and he was raving about like how he felt after a game so really that like the flexing technology really benefited him um you know he really felt great at the end of the game as opposed to like feeling mm-hmm. really fatigued or the legs feeling really heavy and tired I mean, the dude played 51 minutes or 55 absurd. minutes. Yeah. Absolutely one of, absurd. Of, he's a horse. That thing. At 30, 38 years old. He's 38 yeah. years old. He's I do that at 31, so, my legs fall off. Yeah, dude. Like, you can't even sleep because my legs are, like, twitching and stuff <laughs> in bed. And wild. So, anyway, he, um, so he absolutely loved the technology. Uh, it was great. You know, sent stuff for his, his, his oldest son to, to play and, and stuff. And, and just... 
we kind of have this great relationship. So hoping to make it down uh, to the ranch this summer. Um, Cause I'm like, let's go to J- Texas to J- in July or August. Why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that'd be, uh, yeah, that'd be to, insane. Yeah. So anyway, hoping to, hoping to go visit, visit the ranch. So anyway, I was talking, Oh, I was talking to him and there's like smoke in the background. I'm like, I'm like, Burns, are you, are you barbecuing? What's going on? He goes, yeah, yeah. Come check this out. And he turns the thing over and he's smoking all sorts of meat <laughs> God. on the smoker. Right. And I was like, whole, I'm like, I expected nothing less, buddy. And this and, isn't uh, cow. This is probably like elk and nice, like exotic, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like, like yeah. homegrown stuff. Cause yeah. I know he has that range for a couple of, I know he has part of it because he's actually helping like regrow some kind of downing populations of certain things that are over in Africa that, but they thrive in climates like Texas. So, but I know he wow. also, he does some hunting. Yeah. He does some hunting and, and things like that. He's a, he's a crazy guy, man, but that's, that's he's, awesome. Yeah. That's crazy so cool. guy, but just a guy from like, just a good old Canadian boy. I, thought, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how else to describe it. Spencer and I met him while we were playing at Colorado state. We were, we were in San Jose playing San Jose state and, um, our other buddy, um, who, who's on the podcast sometimes, he's got a, a friend that's an NHL coach. Um, and he was with San Jose at the time. Um, and so we got to tour their, um, sort of, uh, practice facility and all that. Um, but Bernsey was kind of one of the ones that was like, well, you know, what's going on and, and being a 19 a year old college kid and, and, you know, still having aspirations, even though you're playing club hockey to play at least, you know, some maybe minor level of, of pro hockey one day, it was, it was a pretty cool experience. Um, and he was, so down to even even then was so down to earth um didn't feel like he was brent burns just felt like he was just kind of a guy walking walking through a lobby you know it was pretty cool yeah no he's exactly the same yeah no i yeah it's it's kind of like talking to you uh this is this is Mm -hmm. no this is uh this uh, this is uh super great i just have one last question we don't want to keep you too long um we, we know you're a busy guy one last question um so kind of a two-parter um other than Burnsy, um do you guys have have any other kind of big nhl names that are, are rocking blade techs right now that are just maybe kind of flown under the radar just because their steel wasn't gold um and then have you got since then have you guys gotten i guess it's a three-part have you guys gotten a lot of interest based on burns from some more nhlers and then the the last thing is if if we can remember this i'll come back to it um would you say that we're now seeing blade tech across all ages, across all leagues, across the entire world. Is, is this something that we're the point that we're getting to? Ooh, uh, two questions. The last one is like, <laughs> I hope so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's our goal. That's that is literally my job every day. That's all I do every day is, is how do I get more people on blade tech? And how do I make sure like they understand the technology and they're taking a chance because we have, you know, when we started in the NHL, these were our first clients and we had an 82% adoption rate in the NHL, which is like huge. Wow, these are yeah. guys that have, they've, they've gone to the, they got to the show because they've tinkered with everything already. Like a lot of these guys setups are like, they're locked in and they're, and they're just like, this is what I want. This is what I use. I'm, I'm good. So to get them to try new stuff and they get them to adopt it, especially like in the middle of a season is really hard. So we, we know we know that you just got to try it. Like once you try it, you'll know it's good. Like that's, that's kind of, we already know that. So getting people over that hump. Um, we do have a lot. We've had over 60 NHL players. We've had 
the majority of the New York Islanders have been using it for the past six or seven seasons now. Like it's been that long. Um, We've had uh, a handful of Washington Capitol players use it when they won the Stanley Cup, most notably Nick Backstrom. Uh, We had Austin Matthews on him the first two years of his career here in Toronto. Um, But guys change all sorts of things in and out. Guys have changed major sponsors. So like Bowers CCM, like, you know, Nylander's shooting with a Sherwood stick now. I th- I think like it's he's got Sherwood and he's brought over like he's brought over blades from like Finland that he's got. You know he's got Matthews on those now. Like these guys, equipment especially blades are so interchangeable and, and yeah. guys try all sorts of different stuff. And, High and level hockey players are super finicky and super superstitious and and they'll something doesn't work one night they'll change it and then they'll go back to it the next night. So that that's not surprising at all. Yeah. yeah. And oftentimes it's uh, in, with the NHL, it's kind of you deal a lot with equipment managers. And it's almost like what they want to buy. Sometimes they're like, yeah, unless my guy like really, really asks. And even not even not even everyone's treated the same. It's it's really, to be honest, it's the top guys, they'll do whatever they want. Um, but everybody else is like, a, you know, an AHL guy comes his first couple of games like, oh, can you buy me these blades? And you're like, no, nah, you're getting these ones. So honestly, not all equipment managers are like that. Some of them are like that. Some of them are. Are, um, are are more easygoing or, or more accommodating, but um, it's hard for them because they buy so much equipment. They don't want to deal with five different blade suppliers, for example. So we work, um, we've really focused over the last few years on like NCAA. Um, we actually just made a deal with the ACHA to, to get all athletes a great deal because Let's we know go, a, lot baby. Of pay, a lot of them pay mm-hmm. for their own equipment, right? Oh yeah, uh, we all did. Budgets. We all do, and we all did, man. But I... so getting you're getting a different. You're actually, if you were playing today, you'd be getting like a our pro rate um, to to buy blades and customized and everything too. Oh, really so, cool. Uh, well, I think so I think that's... I think we had Haro warm ups, and I think the Colorado State team gets Lululemon now. So it would have been a it would have been a different <laughs> it would have been different top to bottom. Uh, it's a it's yeah. a different day and age as far as that. Um, but I I yeah. love I love that you guys that you mentioned the ACHA and that you guys are getting involved with that because some people really don't know almost kind of scoff at club hockey and they don't realize go to a club at any level D3 D2 or D1 I said this before go to a national tournament for any of those three levels and you will see some just nasty hockey players that are there for whatever reason it is whether uh, just a major scholarship wasn't for them whether they just kind of fell through the cracks and didn't get one, whether they didn't want to play at that kind of level and just wanted mm-hmm. to maybe go to school, but they still wanted that experience of being on a, on a team and playing hockey. Our freshman year, our first time going to an ACHA, I had it in my mind coming from AAA, being a spoiled AAA brat that you know <laughs> almost was going to be kind of a cakewalk. And I was sorely mistaken because you're playing against not just grown men, I mean grown men, who have been there, done that, who are, who have came from NCAA D3 and just left, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's really, really good hockey. And a lot of those kids, a lot of those teams deserve some, some kickbacks and recognition. So that's the really, really awesome that you guys got involved with that. That was our first exposure. Actually, we just went to the national championships in March in uh, new England. So, um, we were there on site and watching, first of all, that facility they had is unbelievable. There's like oh, nine wow. rinks. <laughs> Is nuts is nuts but we saw it uh the men's and women's sides like they're again growing up in toronto i know high caliber hockey at the youth level at the triple a level 
obviously at major junior and pro levels, but um, that is, it was high level hockey. It did not seem like it's, this was, you know, a club, uh, you know, or what is, you know, known as club, club hockey in terms of a, of a huge dip in, in talent, like, or in quality. So, uh, no, really great. And again, that's, it's part of our mandate of, of trying to make this successful. And we want players that are playing at the top level of their school, whatever that looks like, um, to be able to have the best equipment, like somebody who's an NCAA Div 1 player or Div 3 player um, or a pro guy. Um, so it, it, it's it's really, really catering to the elite players as much as we can. No, that's that's awesome. Well, that's that's I think that's all we have. Um, we don't want to take up any more of your time. We cannot thank you enough yeah, for, thank for you, hopping thank on you. with us today. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, this is this is going to be awesome. Um, if if you guys don't know, go go follow Blade Tech right now. Instagram everywhere you can you can follow Blade Tech. Go give them a follow. Place an order. Um, I I know guys that have placed orders. They come very quick. Um, they're they're they are they are not slow when it comes to getting you your blades. Um, so if like he said, if you want to reduce fatigue, um, and and this isn't just blowing smoke. This is stuff that's scientifically backed and, and proven. If you want to reduce fatigue and, and increase speed, Blade Tech is is the way to go. Um, so if you have not jumped on that train, um, go ahead and get on it because I will be on that train as soon as I touch the ice in Israel. Um, and I'm going to be buzzing. I already know it. Um, so, so I can't wait. Um, Anthony, we can't thank you enough, man. So, so thank you very, very much. And we'll be in contact. Um, uh, hope to get you on again, uh, sometime and, and, and catch up with you. Um, so hopefully we've kind of, you know, set a little relationship here and you can be a little recurring guest on the flow skate. Absolutely, guys. Honestly, anytime. Uh, it was a thrill to be here. Thank you. Best of luck with this. Uh, love what you guys are doing so far. So only wish you the best. Um, and we'll definitely have to recap after your experience in Israel to see how the Blade Tech blades were. We'll get a little, maybe I'll get a little snippet from you or we'll come on our Instagram live and we can do that as oh, well. Yeah. Um, I'd love that. I'd love like that. that. We, so that'd be cool. But guys, yeah. thanks so much. Um, and we're, we're definitely uh, excited to see you guys grow. Appreciate no, it. No, I, I, we appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you one. later. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you.